Thank you so much for another beautiful, beautiful Tuesday evening where we can have our builder's service. We ask, O oh God, that your spirit will rest upon us to build your church. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Ah, no, man, you were sitting here when the choir was singing. You came to meet them singing. So you have to come early. Service starts at 6.30. Mm, everybody, service starts at 6.30. Don't go home before coming. Okay? Come early. Then we close early. Samwate. Anamonte. Mwate. Wonderful. Tonight, I want to share once again from Bishop's book, Those Who Honor You. Those who honor you. Um, last Sunday, I started sharing from chapter 3 of the book, uh, which is Levels of Honor. How many were here during the first service? Okay. So we talked about levels of honor. And um, first of all, we said that Bible says in Romans thirteen seventeen that we need to give honor to whom honor is due. And uh, we were looking at the fact that even in the honor, there are levels. And uh, we saw that the first level is to be able to recognize who you are even honoring. Because when you don't recognize who you are honoring, it will be very difficult to honor the person at the rank at which the person should be honored. Are you getting it? Oh, are you here? Yeah. And then also, we saw that not just recognizing the person, but also doing what? Yes. Listening to him gladly. Okay? And uh, we saw, you know, screen people, one of the things you should do is you should write points so that when we finish, we can go over everything that we have said. So we get points. Then it's like, so it should have been on the screen by now. Richard. You know, I need more people to do screen work. If you know how to do these type of things, after church, see me. Okay, that's why you are in the church. Oh. There's no reason why you are in the church. All the things you have learned in school and whatever. Yeah, some of you use it for soccer and things. But now, let's use it for the church. Are you getting it? So, the common people, the Bible says that they listen to Jesus gladly. So, one of the ways you honor a person is to listen to the person gladly. You are excited about listening to the person. Yeah. Yesterday we put on the page the message that was preached at the First Love uh, Encounter Service on Sunday. I wonder how many people here have listened to it. How many of you have listened to the message? So you can see. So we, we, we don't honor the person. We don't honor him. It, it's not hey, he's our bishop. This, that, that, that's not it. That's not it. He has preached a message. And by now, you should have listened to it. But I mean, we, that's what I'm telling you. We waste our time to put a thing on the page. And the people just don't listen. You see, so the common people... Have you found that scripture? You haven't found it? <laughs> the common people listened to him gladly. They were happy to listen to him. They would go to his podcast and get the message and listen and when the message was on the pages, the platforms, they would download and listen to it. Oh, crazy. Yeah. That is what shows that you are honoring the person. 
Are you there, dancing stars? It's not just the dancing. But you must listen to the message. Hagar, listen to the message. The third level by which you honor the person is what? I'm not going to tell you. You were here. Tell me. Either you were here. Yes. Changing your behavior after you listen or you hear the person. So as we have talked and as we have said that, then you change. But when we, you don't change, you are the same. You don't honor the person. Yeah, you sit there and say lifestyle change. But lifestyle doesn't just change. You must change. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. And we must change. And like I was saying today, the things that should have been done, it's not like we don't say, we say all these things, but it's not being done. And we're going to be on it till it is done. Till we see the change. That's how you honor. Number four is what? It's not that you don't even feel like preaching another message. Because the previous one you preach, they are not doing anything about it. So why should you preach another message? Yeah. But the reason why you preach, nobody is doing anything about it. So why should we preach another message? Pastor Robert, why should we preach another message? When you will not get your shepherds and teach them the same things I have taught you. When I say that, let's do multiply senior pastor. That means that what I'm doing, do the same thing. Call the people and teach them what I'm teaching you. You won't do it. You won't do it. How then do you honor the person? You don't honor. You don't honor at all. So that's the thing. That's the thing. And that's why we will not progress. We will just be at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. So there must be a change in your behavior. It's a sign. It's a sign. Number four is what? When you receive the agents or the servants, the delegated servants of the man of God. So like Bishop Dag will send somebody to come here. And sometimes they send people to come. Sometimes they come and check our accounts. Sometimes they come and check uh, whatever we are doing here. They come and check. We have to receive the people. And sometimes they will send a pastor like me. He sends me. And then when I come and you receive me, it's a sign that you have honored him. Jesus said, anybody who receives me, the Father will also love him. John 16, 27, I think. Yeah. John 16, 27. What does it say? It says what? For the Father himself loved you. Why? Because you have loved me and you have believed that I came from the Father. That's it. The Father will love you when you believe the one who he has sent. Number five is what? When he gives sacrificial gifts. You know, in fact, there's another one before that. Uh, we missed it. When what? Okay. All right. So, uh, when you honor the person, even when he's not present, you should add that. It's, that's what should be there. When you honor the person when he's not present, and then when you give sacrificially, and I was telling you that don't just come and give anything to the prophet on Sunday. But give something that will cost you. Like the woman with the alabaster box. Are you, the Bible says that she brought the box precious ointment 
about 300 something something pence or whatever they, they call it. And they said that that thing represents two years wages or one year wages or something like that. That is what the woman used to buy the alabaster box. And when she came, she broke it and poured it all on Jesus. That's why the people were wondering that, hey, perfume, pana, Chanel, uh, Coco Chanel, uh, what do you call those things? Eh? You, you don't use perfume, what do you use? Tunale. <laughs> Kevin Klein. Pour everything. The people say, hey, all this money you have wasted it like that. No, it is not a waste. They don't understand. Sometimes when you are coming to give, don't let anybody know what you are about to do. As soon as somebody says, hey, this plane thing, this thing you are taking, don't. You know who he means to you. And that's what I was saying during the second service, that we must give according to the rank. Bible says that he that receives me in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So according to the rank that you see him, you honor him that way. So when you don't honor him according to the rank, you see that you are missing the point. You say, he that receives me as a righteous man will receive a righteous man reward. So how are you going to honor him this Sunday? As a righteous man, as a righteous man, you will just give him anything at all. But as a prophet, you will think about what you are going to give to him and give him a good, a good, 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 good. So I'm praying that on Sunday, we are going to give a very, very good um, Galatians 6, 6 offering. We're going to honor him sacrificially. Something that will cost us. That we will know that indeed we have uh, paid something to give to the servant of God. Are you here? All right. Tonight, I just want to quickly run through chapter 9 of the book. It talks about signs of dishonor. Signs of dishonor. So that when you are dishonoring, you will know and not do it. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3. Sister Belinda, it's good to see you. Beautiful. Beautiful. You must desire that I know your name so that your name will come into the preaching. What do you think? Yeah. When I don't know your name, your name will not come to you. You should come to me and say, Ah, Bishop, I noticed that you don't mention my name when you are preaching. I think you don't know my name. You must be known. Isaiah 53 verse 3 says that he, what? Is despised and rejected of men. Wow. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. So this Jesus, who came to this earth, sent by God, to come and be a blessing to the body of Christ. But the Bible says that when he came, or to the, to, to the world, actually, but when he came, he was despised, and he was rejected. So sometimes you have a very, very wonderful gift, a very great gift, and you despise the gift. You reject it. You don't honor it. That's what it means. And so we can also do the same. 
You know, I'm sure some years to come, some people will read about Bishop Dag. And they will wonder that, hey, these people, they had this man with them and the way they were behaving. Yeah. That's how come today we read about Jesus and it's like we wonder how the people could actually look at him and spit on him and slap him. It's like, hey, son of God, these people were not afraid. But you see, it's the same thing that we are also doing. We are also here, we have a great servant of God in our midst. And we just don't, we despise him. We don't, we don't treat him. We don't honor him in the way that he should be honored. So I'm praying that this Sunday, we will see that you have, and you yourself, you must feel that ah, I have really honored this man. Oh, I thought I'll be hearing some amen. Yeah. You should not feel like, ah, I just brought some coins to be not just no, but something that Charlie, this one there, it has really cost me bah, it's not easy it's not easy but i have i have forced to do it that is where you begin to see that god will also honor you and bless you amen so signs of this honor number one your absence is a sign of dishonor <laughs> <laughs> Your absence. Mercy. A lot of people are feeling it already. Your absence. Somebody said, I mean, why did I come to church today? You know. Your absence. Your absence from the Tuesday service is a sign that you don't you don't honor me. You don't honor Bishop Dag. Your absence. Eh? First Samuel chapter 15 verse 28. He said, And Samuel said unto him, The Lord has rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and has given it to your neighbor. That is better than you. Hey. And also the strength of Israel will not lie or repent. For he is not a man that he should repent. Then he said, I have sinned. Yet, honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of my people, before Israel, and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. So, he was going somewhere. He wanted the prophet Samuel to be with him. Because sometimes the presence of somebody is a sign that you are honored. When you have a program and certain people come around, it's a great sign. Today I was just talking to one man of God. He's having a program in town. And I said, oh, I'm trying to see whether I can pass by he said, I'll be greatly honored when you come. Wow. Your presence. So if your presence honors somebody, then your absence dishonors the person. So sometimes you just thought that, oh, I have decided not to go to church. I have decided not to go for the rehearsal. I have decided not to be at the place. You are dishonoring the leader of the group. You are dishonoring the one who called for the meeting. Yeah. Because that is how we behave. The honor is not just in what you do, whatever. It's in so many areas. 
And one of them is in your absence when you dishonor. Some, you, 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 you don't present yourself. You dishonor. So, yeah, you meet in one bar. Yeah. Go and tell him that I can't, I can't come. Because I said, to me, I'm meeting all here, no, I'm funny meeting. That's what you are saying. When you don't go, I don't see why, especially when you don't even send any message to say why you could not come. Or sometimes you are trying to say that something else is more important than this one. Yeah. It's like I find my sleeping in the house more important than this your thing that you are doing. So I cannot be there. It's a sign of dishonor. And that is why Saul was begging Samuel. I beg you, Samuel, I beg you, come. All my children's outdooring. Bishop Dag was at the outdooring. And you can see, my family members can see that, Charlie. I have been honored by the presence of Bishop Dag at the outdooring. He has been at major programs for me. Yeah, our wedding. He was there. Children's outdooring. There. My mother's funeral. He was there. I mean, he's been there. And that alone is a message. It's a message. And so when he is also having something and I don't go, it's a message to him that I'm, I'm dishonoring him. And it's the same that when you also do the same to me. Mm-hmm. Having a meeting, you are not interested in coming. It's a sign. And sometimes I just watch people. We will, we will not come. We will not come. Shan't come, won't come. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't appear on the page, when we are praying on the page. Yeah. Many times people are having their funeral, mother's funeral, whatever. You don't go. You, you are not, you are dishonoring the person. People's wedding. You will not come. Sometimes you see, when they say, Wedding bells, wedding bells. But they will never be there. If you are a person doing a wedding, don't use the shouting to check. That is why now we are having the weddings on Sundays. Mm. If you are having a wedding in your church, have it on Sunday. That's why everybody is there. Whether they like it or not, they have to be there. It's a Sunday. We are no longer having Saturday wedding. Now, we come and stand here. Only three people come there. We are all very sad that waiting. People have dishonored. No. Yes, I do. Tell somebody that. Number two, because my time is up. Your failure to call on someone can be a sign of dishonor. Your failure. To call on someone. Yeah. Anytime I travel, 
Sometimes I travel to the UK. Bishop Richard Ayi is the bishop of uh, UK Europe region. I, as soon as I arrive in the UK, you can ask my wife, I just call him. Bishop Richard, I'm, I'm, I'm in town. Even though he didn't bring me there or whatever. Yes, I, maybe I've come for holidays or whatever. I just call him. Because it's a sign of honor when you call on the person. When you don't, it's a sign of dishonor. Some of us, we are around, but you won't even let us know that you are around. Yeah. I cannot go to any place, South Africa, or... Because all these places, there are bishops there. South Africa, Bishop Clufio is there. If I arrive, they have to call Bishop Clufio. I'm in town. If I go to Australia, if I go to um, the U.S., I have to call Bishop Joel. Bishop Joel, I'm in town. I cannot just arrive and just be there. It's a sign of dishonor. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, it says that, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child. These were the three wise men. I don't know why they called them three wise men. Because the Bible didn't say they were three. The Bible just said the wise men. I'm sure because they gave three gifts, they, they called them three wise men. But I, I don't think that they were three wise men. Maybe they were more. Uh, the Bible said, they were, and the wise men. <laughs> okay. So they saw the baby. They fell down. They worshipped. And they opened their treasures. They presented gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country. Then when Herod saw <laughs> that he was mocked, I think verse 16, he says that he was exceeding wrath. Why was he angry? Because the wise men, he told them that when they go and they, find they should come, they didn't mind him at all. <laughs> yeah. Are you there or you have gone somewhere? Even it's nice that if you are in an area that somebody lives in that area and you know the person, it's even nice to call on the person. Are they your area? Yeah. That's why when people go, come to Kumasi, they go to Menshia Palace. They call on the Asantehene. Yeah. So sometimes you can see they say it in the news. And so this is why so called on the Asantehene. Because, the, the, yes, you have come to his territory. You have to honor him. You call on him. You call on him. And many of these things, nobody will teach you. That's why we are even happy that our father is teaching, our prophet is teaching at this day. That's why we must even honor him. Because nobody will teach you. Many of you go to places, you don't bother to say hello to somebody or because you say, Nyana me baha, Nyana me baha. Oh, Nyana me cheno. Oh, Nyana me cheno, 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 Yeah. When Mandela went to U.S., yes, what happened? He didn't honor the president. He didn't honor the president. He went to visit a friend. Yeah. And the president will feel very dishonored. Go, come to America. 
a whole Madiba. Then you just pass. Then you go to see your friend. Then you go. Feel very dishonored, Pa. Very, 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 very dishonored. <laughs> the place is quiet. I don't know why. Thank you very much, my brother. Number three, because the time is up. I'm giving you six points. Then we close. Another sign of this, Anna, disregarding advice can be a sign of this, Anna. Anna, thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God had commanded thee, that your days may be prolonged, that it may go well with you in the land with the Lord thy God give it thee. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. So, another way by which you can see that somebody does not honor you is that the person doesn't take your advice. Watch the word again. Watch the word again. advice I want The person dishonors you. And there are a lot of people, when we advise you, you have answers. You see, listen, one of the things that can help you to do well in life, especially when a senior person is giving you advice, just listen to it. And just accept that, listen, the person has lived longer than me. He knows something I don't know. Even if you feel that you are whatever, he knows something you don't know. So instead of arguing and, and talking back and all that, you, you should just listen and receive it. Your life will be blessed. Your life will be changed. Yeah. Many of us, we don't honor our parents. We don't. We don't honor our parents. When our parents say something, Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's our time. Listen, my brother. Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. What you think you know, we have seen it. All these hairstyles that you people are doing, it has come long ago. Hairstyles I'm wearing now, it has come long ago. We have seen them long ago. Yeah. The wigs... Our mothers were wearing the wigs. Yeah, before you were born. When those days in my house, you see some Abu Dhabi standing there. They have put wigs on them. My mother is waiting to wear them. <laughs> Listen. Just take it. Even if it sounds whatever, just take it. It's a very painful thing when you give somebody advice. And sometimes some people don't want to give advice because when they give the advice, they don't take it. Don't be in this church and be somebody that when they give you advice, you don't take it. Yeah. Don't take me for a fool. If I say something, believe that there is, I, 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 I mean, I, I am not whatever, but at least there is some wisdom in what I am saying. Just accept it. And many times, the people who accept what is said, their lives are transformed. Better. I've given counsel to many people. Some have taken it. Some too just, 
just argue with you. It's like, yeah, like you're saying, what's your dream? You say, but Mr. Suma, dream will come. Me, me, this is how it's supposed to be. One of the things that Bishop says all the time, and it's quite painful, you can feel his pain, that he went to America right after 9-11. Do you know 9-11? How many know 9-11? How many don't know 9-11? Oh, wow. I could have just gone on easily. Okay, let me show you 9-11. In 2001, Osama bin Laden sent two planes to America. They had towers. World Trade Center. Two of them big. And he sent planes to go and hit. Charlie, maybe we should be showing the other people don't know all this. Maybe they were not born. People were not born, yeah. They have to show all these things on the screen for them. Yeah, so... Osama Bin Laden was fighting America. Yeah. So he just took the planes and they drove into the towers. The towers crashed down. I was in America 2013. I went to the place. They have changed the whole place, made some waterfall, and they have done all the names of all the people who died. So sad. But they destroyed and they intentionally chose that day because America, when there's a problem, whatever, they called 911. Yeah, so they chose 911. So everyone calls 911. You will never forget it. Yeah. Another plane went into the Pentagon. Pentagon is one of the big this thing, military, security, whatever, for the American went into it. And that one evening, Charlie, the people were fighting there. It was not easy. There was a fourth one. It, it went into the bush somewhere. Because the people heard about what was happening in the other planes and they started fighting these guys. And so the plane couldn't crash into where it was going to. I don't know, where was it going to? It was going to the White House. <laughs> so some have been Laden meant to destroy America. So it happened on 9-11 September. September is the ninth month. So 9-11, 9-1-1. September 11th. Yeah, they attacked. So they, their whole system, their security, everything that they trusted in had crashed down. It's a very wild thing. Well planned. The people were living in America. They were just here. Too wild. Anyway, so that is 9-11. Now, do you know what 9-11 is? Now you know what 9-11 is. Yeah. So, right after that attack, just a few days, Bishop had a camp in America. He had a camp. There was nothing he could do. I remember when the thing happened, that Tuesday morning, we were all in a crowd. I was in the office with him. And he had to go for this camp. But he went. He said when the people saw him, they were searching him. Palestinian, whatever, who had arrived. Because, you know, sometimes when you look at him, he looks like a... <laughs> they thought he was one of the... Searching him. But still, they allowed him to come in. And then he held the camp. And at that camp, one of the advice, the counsels and the advice he gave to the people was that don't go for mortgage. 
mortgage. It's like you go for whatever. You go for a loan to building, and then you pay. You never finish paying. That thing, it never ends. So, so that's why they call it mortgage. The mort is mortuary. And the gauge is you have engaged yourself to mortuary. <laughs> that's why when people are in America, they can't come back. They have gone to get a house. So the people who think fast, they just give the thing back. And that's it. Yeah. So some people listened to this advice, but some didn't. And up to now, they are struggling in America. <laughs> so Bishop feels that they, they dishonored him when he gave that counsel. In fact, some of them were saying, but who does he think he is? He said, Pastor, like how Jesus told Peter that cast your net to this side. He's like, who are you? We are a fisherman. You know how long we have been fishing that you have come today. We are a pastor preaching. We preach in Asia and fishing now. Better advice here, no? And sometimes that's how some of us think. When we talk to you, you say, what do you know about dressing? What do you know about this thing? You see, even if I don't, I know something. Listen, my small contribution into what you are doing will bring a world of change in your life. Yeah. I've heard bishops say this thing all the time. He said, listen, I may not know 90% of the things that you are doing, but my 10% contribution will make a lot of difference to what you are saying. So, as I listen to him and his preaching, I take it as counsel for me. Sometimes I tell my, when I listen to the messages, I, I wonder whether we are all listening to it. Because I'm expecting that as we are all listening... There is something that will be changing in our lives. But I don't see it. You know, and today, I'm, I'm, it's just been confirmed. As I'm asking, how many of you even have listened to last Sunday's message? Almost all of you here have not listened to it. Yeah. And you will understand, as he's preaching about being a permanent member, permanency in the church, you will understand. He even talked about that verse I quoted. He is the one I got it from, John 16, 27, about honoring the servant of God. And then he thought about 11 reasons why you must be a permanent member in the church. I mean, when you listen to such a message, you, you, you will change in the church. It's a kind of advice. But you see, people will not take it. Oh, that thing pain Bishop. He really saw it. So it took a long time for him to go back to America. Because he felt that he risked, he risked his life to come. And yet, people just shoot all that he said. Yeah. There are things I've heard him say. He said his father told him, and me too, when I heard him say, me too, I took it. He said his father told him not to drive anybody's car. Yeah. When I heard it, I said, yeah, he said, good, this thing. Oh, good. Some of you have gone to take people's things and you have used them. And you realize that the thing you use, you have gone to spoil it. So don't be collecting people's things. If you don't have it, you don't have it. it there's no whatever. Just be there. One day, you to your own will come. And for soon, you can't say. You can't pay for the shoe. Yeah. 
Many government officials dishonor the advice that is given by pastors. As I be a pastor, be a pastor. Don't, don't come and tell us whatever. Focus on your pastoring. But you see, when you go all the place, to all the places, you can see that where the pastors are, there is a certain sanity and correctness and organization. The pastors must have something. I remember last two years, Good Friday, was it last two years? Last two years, Good Friday, Bishop was preaching. One of the government officials was there. He told them, listen, let's make uh, concrete roads. They said that, oh, yeah, 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 it's a good idea. Later when they went home, cry, cheer. Don't turn the baby on you. So to dishonor, Bishop says that to dishonor someone is to disregard, ignore, and to neglect the person's wisdom, thoughts, revelations, ideas, and plans. When you ignore someone's teachings, you dishonor him, especially if you are part of a family that claims to be following him. Are you here? You have become very quiet, too. Many of us will will do very well if we are going to listen to Bishop's messages and take the advice. Every time he's preaching, he's giving advice. If you have been listening, young ladies, sweet, lovely ladies, when you listen, you see that he's giving advice to young ladies all the time. Counsel. He's counseling them how to learn how to cook. A lot of these ladies don't know how to cook. Ghana girls, hey God, you know how to cook. The only thing they know how to do is to boil water. Even the water, they burn it. Egg, they can fry. Yeah. Lady Pastor, you should organize a program for the young ladies in the church. Teach them how to cook, how to do this thing. Yeah. Culinary things. I think so. Yeah. You said, start with boiling water. Number four. We are closing. Leaving home can be a sign of dishonor. And you can also make a living the church. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Amen. So, this was the prodigal son. He also left his father's house. And by doing that, you see, the Bible says that and a certain man had two sons. And that's how it is. In life, there are always two. There are always two. Two kinds of people. Two kinds of people. Two kinds of people. One who lives and one who stays. Yeah. There is always two kinds of people. One who lives and one who stays. Are you going to be the one who is living? 
Because the one who stayed, he said, Father, you know, I've been with you. I've served you all these years. I have not left you. That, that, that. It was a sign. He was just letting the father know, I have honored you by staying in the house. Yeah. When you stay around, you honor the person. When I see you guys around, you are here. Every time we see you around, you could have left, but you are here. To me, it's a great sign of honoring me. And I also respect you for that. Wow. Yeah. Hidea could have been somewhere else. But she comes around. Pastor Robert could have been somewhere else. But he comes. Wow. All these people could have been somewhere. They could have left and gone. But you are here. Because nobody holds you. But the fact that you stay in the house. You stay in the house. You stay in the house. For me... You are honoring me. Yeah. Yeah. There are many people who have been around. But some also have left because of one thing or the other. Yeah. And I know that Bishop always sees that the people who stay around are people who are honoring him. So if you want to know how to honor, these are some of the things. Stay around. Stay around. It's one of the ways to honor. Stay around. Stay. I know that there are things that will make you want to leave. If I should ask now, how many of you that it has crossed your mind before that you should leave? Give me a wave of your hand. How many? Be, be sincere. Yeah, you see that. The whole church. So, the way that you are thinking that I should go because of whatever, I want you to know that other people too have... It has occurred to other people, but they are still around because they feel that by staying around, they are honoring. So don't go away. Stay around. Let us build the church. We are here. We are here. And we'll be facing you. I'll be saying things. I'll call Ralph. Put this thing. Why is it that? Why is the sound not playing? I'll be facing you. But don't, we are not going anywhere. We like the facing. Face us. We are here. We are here. We are here. Because even the facing is nice. We are here. You know, some of you, you are far. So, it's not everything that... Some of us, we are very close to the bishop. I'm telling you. Sometimes all the facings, eh? Oh, you need a scripture like Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4 to stabilize you. Do you know Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4? It's a scripture. Put it there for them. <laughs> if you don't know such a scripture, you will leave and go. It says that Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4. Sure. You two, I will come and move you from your seat from there. If the spirit of the ruler rise up against you, leave not your place. For yielding pacifies great offenses. Sometimes you feel like leaving. Sometimes you want to leave, but leave not your place. As they leave not your place. You know, every time I read that verse, it makes me understand that I have a place in the church. God has placed me here. So when I leave, I'm leaving my place. So where am I going? When the prodigal son left, he left his place. And that is what the devil always wants to do to us. Yeah. 
The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 that he was cast out of heaven and there was no more place for him in heaven. So since that time, he wants everybody to, to lose their place because he lost his place in heaven. So don't let the devil make you lose your place. God placed you here. It's not by chance that you have decided to be in this church. The other people, they don't feel like being in this church. They don't believe in what we believe and all that. But you, you want to be here, Charlie, when the spirit rises. Because the spirit of the ruler, see, it will rise up against you, Charlie. <laughs> hey. I, there are moments, moments, Charlie, where the Spirit has risen against me, Charlie. But this scripture, something that we, we call ourselves, <laughs> God has said, Charlie, it was not a simple facing, but Charlie, you didn't pacify his great offenses. Let's pray, Charlie. Hey, and it's for all of us. Sometimes you see Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie, everybody is being faced. We are all. We are all being faced that we are there. That's all of you, small one, two, none. We've got. We've got. You bore. You didn't go. You didn't go where? You tie your face. Eh? You tie your face. You tie your face. Because the librarians, they don't mention the last letter. You tie your face. It's a face, but it's a face. Yeah. Don't tie your face when you are being faced. Because you must be faced. You must be faced. It is necessary. Are you there, my brother? Are you there? It is necessary. You're born with a crap and all in the I'm sorry, sorry, No, you don't understand something. The devil wants you to lose your place. And he doesn't want you to stay in the place of blessing. Because many times God comes looking for you, and he looks for you at the place where he puts you. When he comes, where, where, where is That's how come he couldn't find Adam. The devil moved him from there. So, Adam, where are you? Ah, I put you here. So, ah, it's the devil, oh. It's the devil. I know I'm a Janikolo. Adam lost his place in the garden. So, we need to always be very, very, think properly that I am honoring the person by just being there, no matter what. Yeah. And everybody's time will come. Today is somebody's facing. Tomorrow it will be your facing. The child facing power. And it is the duty of the leader to rise up against the, this thing. It is, it is something that happens. So we should have good understanding. Your dishonor is seen when you leave. When you despise what you have known for many years, when you snare at your father and walk away from the lifetime teaching and provision of your father, you are dishonoring him. This is exactly what the prodigal son did. It was not well with the prodigal son at all. 
the next time we heard, he was eating with pigs. Because, ah, baby. He lost all. He became poor. He became the last and the least. Many pastors cannot rise and flourish because they disandered the house that trained them and raised them up. You see that you go, but you don't do too well. Yeah, I see a lot of people. When just, what was it that I was telling you? About four days ago, a pastor called me. He, had, he said he just felt like going somewhere, just leaving. He said, you know, but he's telling me that Charlie, it's not been easy for him. Yeah. Another pastor too, he just looked at me and said, Eddie, 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 we are seeing you. I said, Charlie. Bible says that honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. I see things going well with you. Amen. Number five, because I have to close. Your stubbornness can be a sign of your dishonor. Hey! Stubbornness is not a good thing, no. Pharaoh was so stubborn, eh? it was not good for him. In First Samuel, we see one of the, I don't know, stubbornness, whatever, if there's a word like that. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. Samuel had said something to Saul. Are you listening? He said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you as king. Look at that. Oh, very powerful, this thing, over his people. Now, therefore, listen to the words that I'm about to say to you. Verse 2. Thus said the Lord, I remember which, that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way and came from, up from Egypt. Verse 3. Amalekites, they are destined upon Israel was not good. They came from behind and just attacked them. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Spare them not. Slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Verse 4. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Teleam, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. Verse 5. And Saul came to the city of Amalek, laid wait in the valley. Verse 6. Bible says, And Saul said unto the Kenites, Go, get you down from the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came. Verse 7. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah unto whatever. Verse 8. And he took Agag, the king of Amalekites, alive. When they said he should destroy everybody, he took the king alive. Eh? And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agag. And the best of the sheep. We want to say destroy everything. So when we say do this, they say, oh, I think, no, advice, no, no, man, no, 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 I think we should do this. And the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse, that they destroyed utterly. Verse 10, that's where the problem started. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. <laughs> Go now. Verse 11, quickly. He said, I am a Yapasa and Meyakwa waking. I have regretted that I have made this man to be king. For he is turned back from following me and he has not performed my commandments. And he gives some when he cried throughout the night. Verse 12. 
and Samuel rose up to meet Saul. And it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Camel. And he set up a place and he's gone about and passed on and gone to Gilgal. He's just doing his own thing. That impression they gave to him, he's not doing any of them. And Samuel came to Saul and Saul said to him, Blessed be the Lord who... Look at what he said. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Oh, Mali. Oh, boy. <coughs> you have not performed anything. And sometimes you see people, they will defend themselves. Ah, but I did what you said I should do. I have done it. But as we read, did he do what they said he should do? So, someone said, then what meaneth this bleating of the sheep in my ears? And the lowing of the oxen. Because I can hear them. Oh, this one. Oh, verse 15. Saul said, oh, they have brought them from Amalekites for the people spread the best of the sheep to sacrifice to God. Just like, God says destroy, so we want to sacrifice some for you. Are you people understanding the preaching at all? Just say, Nipao, my instruction, no. Najin Yejuma. Onufu said, no, the good ones, the Asia. I don't know, because he ain't coming now. Verse 16, that's where the man's problem started. Then someone said to Saul, stay, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me in the night as you are misbehaving around. God has said something about you to me. And he said, stay on, onumum, stay on. Verse 17, and someone said, when you were little in your own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel, and the Lord anointed you king over Israel? That is another thing where people make a mistake. When we fail to see ourselves as little in our eyes. Just what basso? What basso? And then who preach him and he part of him? You say to one, go, and they go. You say to another, come, and they come. And then we turn you now, we say, go, and you Hey. Anointing here. But those days now, Tony Manan for four dollars, you know. Now you're cool. The Lord is my strength. Strength. See, see, I won't to the Lord. Why are you wild? Oh, you don't like my message. You don't like my message. Those days I will need car, no, who you cool. And I'll buy your casa. When the assets are coming to you, then. It is when you remain little in your eyes that you can honor other people. When you feel big, you can't honor somebody. You sort of feel that, ah, now saying, we are all, why? Yeah. Sometimes I see some places when somebody comes, some people they don't get up. I say, Why should I get up? Ah. Ah, ah, who is he? Who is he? 
Yeah. I remember one day Bishop Saki was sharing a testimony. He was saying something about somebody that he knew. And this person, he was a bad boy. I mean, whatever. And he went for a full gospel business men's fellowship. When he knew the guy, the guy was a very bad boy. Just said, oh yeah. And then we said, oh, a certain man of God is coming to preach. This is powerful. So they called the man. Hey, hey, people were clapping. Clap, clap, clap. On three, you come over here. A queer bad boy here. Just said, only man of God will be preaching. You know? Or say, Kai, it's how far away. I know we'll get up. I know we'll clap for her. <laughs> But you see, as he sat there, he saw that, no. The guy is not the same guy. Something has changed about the guy. He had to just get up and also join. But you see, you, you, when you, you, you feel big, you will not want to come down. You will not want to come down. That was the problem of Saul. When they were looking for him to make him a king, he had gone to hide Behind some bags. And now you are deciding that. What I think is best. Verse 17, verse 18. Eh? And the Lord sent thee on a journey. You didn't do it. 19. And wherefore did thou not obey the voice of the Lord your God? But you did fly upon the spoil. Verse 20. Yet, and Saul said to someone, I have obeyed the voice. Still, oh, this is stubbornness. Yet, you I didn't hear still. I didn't want to know. So, hey, 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 I, I am this. Now, how many of you can see yourself in some of these things? You can't just accept and flow. The piano will argue. Talking. This, that, that, that. No. You cannot be, no, I am right. No, this, you are wrong. This, hey. Hmm. And you have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag. Verse 21. But the people took the spoil. Verse 22. Look at it. And someone said, Has the Lord delighted in, great delight in burnt offerings than obeying the voice of the Lord? And that's where that scripture comes. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Verse 23. For rebellion, this verse is a wild verse. It's as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. After he said that, no, he started moving. Then Samuel, Saul held him. Daddy, don't go. Daddy, don't go. He tore the clothes. And so that's, the, that's your part of the kingdom you have torn. And no, no, no. Stubbornness is a sign of dishonor. And that was the problem of Saul. And many of us, we are stubborn. Or you don't like the message I'm preaching. Stubborn. Arguments. Are you there? You go home because you people are very quiet. I don't know whether you are here. You are stubborn when it takes a long time for you to see and understand simple things. Bishop says that it doesn't hold meetings for more than five minutes. When the meeting is going for more than five minutes, I don't know. 
MC, which we have to take that this step. Oh, banana me share one five minutes. Oh, that's so yeah yeah. Oh, that's so that's so that's so that's so. No, no, no. Bye bye. For what's the Because won't you? Stubbornness reveals resistance. When you are restrained towards somebody, you do not honor the person. Your yieldedness and your flow reveal your honor. Answering back, arguing back, reveal your dishonor and your resistance to instructions and ideas. If I bring an idea, Jonathan, don't resist me. You don't know, you don't know anything. Take yourself that you don't know anything. Just take it that way and just hear what I have to say. Even if you do the advice and it doesn't work, cry. Your best is Yeah. Yeah. And he don't sit there and be telling me that you have a better idea. And that what I am saying cannot work. Ah, what do you know? When were you born? You see, it's because you have become big in your eyes. That is why. It will be sad that Bishop would give me advice on how to make the church work and that I will be telling Bishop that Bishop, you know, Bishop, you know, you, you are sitting in a car, you don't know what goes on in Abuasi here. Bishop, do you know Tutuka? Bishop, do you know Poposo? You don't know Poposo. Do you know Chapiasi? Do you know? It is a clear sign. You don't understand. And sometimes when we are listening to preaching, we, we, we respond in our minds. No, he doesn't know what he's saying. He's a man. That's why he's talking like that. He doesn't know that. Women, women are like this. Oh, no. It's a sign of stubbornness. Stubbornness. Are you a stubborn person or you are... Silent refusal to obey and comply are also signs of dishonor. Just that you have listened to that, we have made up your mind, in your mind, say, Indeed, fighting back and resisting someone reveals your rejection and your lack of respect and acknowledgement for someone. Wow. So you dishonor me when you are stubborn towards me. This is Bishop speaking. Disobedience is manifested as stubbornness, resistance, and rejection of authority. Which is what happened to Pharaoh. Whatever God said, he was stubborn. I will not do it. I will not do it. And last one, pretense and deception can be a sign of dishonor. Pretense. Matthew 15, 7 to 9, any other point here? Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, These people draw it now unto me with their mouth, and honoured me with their lips. But their heart, ye, is far from me. Mm. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines and the commandments of God. Hallelujah. So, with your mouth, somebody say mouth. mouth. <laughs> 
mouth and with your lips <coughs> you honor the person but your heart is far and it is a pretentious nipper you come and you make us feel that yes oh oh bishop oh as for you oh you are the man oh yeah you are the man then when you go somewhere else no oh kasano that's what we do. We come to God. Medoho. Medoho. Nama somuye. Medoho. Oh, radie, medoho. Radie. Nama somuye. Medi. Makuma nina be do wuye una wuye ni kwachrefo o mali no suka krafem and so so eh just pretends onye wo kwachrefo what kind of scriptures you read the bible you don't apply it to your life So, people come to church and pretend. Don't come to the builder service and pretend that you are a builder. It's just one builder in the church. Oh, I'm, what I'm preaching, you don't like it. What about builder service here? Says who here, builder in the church. Can I hear an amen from the back here? Yes. Yeah. And Martha, you people should become builders in the church. Don't just show your face that we came, Elizabeth, that you came, but what are you doing? Hmm? Yeah. A lot of people say they are in the choir with their mouth. 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 But you begin now, uniho. You have a rehearsal. Uniho. Who do you mouth? Me or choir? I don't like the message I'm preaching. Don't use your mouth to be saying things that you don't mean and you will not do. It's a sign that you are dishonoring the person. Yeah. If we say we are doing percentage, let's do it. Don't just with your mouth be saying things. Then you don't do it. You dishonor the person who is sending you. You dishonor. You dishonor. <laughs> oh, you, you, you want me to close? I, I can close. I can close. My time is up. My time is up. Oh, honor your prophet Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then Sunday we have arrived here. Now don't start paying about. Mini about. I won't be happy with you at all. We are not joking. No. We ain't joking. We are serious. But I believe that God is raising up people in the church who are going to honor, really honor the servant, the prophet God has given to us. 
And at every level where we are, if you are a chorister, you are an usher, you are whatever, wherever you are, you are honoring at that level. And the ultimate honor, of course, goes to God. But God has placed pastors over us, the bishop, the prophet over us, that we will honor him. And this Sunday is going to be a powerful Sunday. I pray that every one of you will be here to honor. Stand to your feet and let's close. Oh, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Ask God to touch your heart and fill you with a spirit that you would not walk in any of these signs. That you reject the words. What are the signs? Put them on the screen. That you, you don't obey the things that are said. Your absence it's a sign. Pray that you will not be absent. You will not be absent. You will not be absent. Pray that you will not be absent. Pray that you will be present all the time. Pray. Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray that you will not reject the advice. But you will take the advice. Pray that you will not pretend, but you will be genuine. Genuine. When you say you are doing something, you are doing it. Pray. Pray. Pray against the spirit of stubbornness. I cannot believe you are moving around when we are praying, my brother. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray. Pray against the spirit of stubbornness. Every time you argue, you fight back, you, you refuse to be corrected. Pray. Pray that God will help you. Pray that you will not leave the house, but you will stay in the house. Pray that God will help you. There are things that will come to shake you. The spirit of the ruler may rise up against you, and other things will come. But pray that you will not leave the house, but you will stay in the house. Pray. Pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord. To honor your servant and all the servants that you have given to us, Lord. Oh, we bless you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Oh, take my Lord. My days, oh, let them flow in ceaseless prayer. Oh, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Consecrated, Lord. To thee, oh, take my moments and my days, oh, let 
somebody invited you to church you are not born again you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior I want to say pastor pray with me I want to surrender my heart to Jesus I want to be born again if you are here like that lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you you want to give your life to Jesus you want to be born again father we want to thank you so much for salvation in this house thank you O oh God for the spirit of honor that is upon us to honor your servant Father, deliver us from dishonor, the spread of dishonor. May we walk in honor, that we also will be honored one day. Thank you for your blessing upon this church. We thank you for Bishop Dag. What a great gift you have blessed us with. Father, we pray, O oh God, that we will honor the servant that you have given to us. And we know that as we receive him, we have received you. Thank you, Father. That our church will be blessed because we also honor it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.